I have never felt more safe in my entire life than having you two in my car right now. Well, I could tell you, Loopy's probably not carrying it, but I am. Okay, so <laughs> no, I'm not carrying. I don't intend on shooting any shooting anybody. Yeah, Loopy don't want to shoot no one. <laughs> All right, so. I have the Popo in my car right now, the Chicago Popo Report, Saturday nights on WLS AM 890. This is Carcon Carney. We're on 31st and Union outside Freddy's. Carcon Carney presented by the Audubon Mazda of Evanston. This car, Popo Report, uh, was bought at the Audubon Mazda of Evanston. It's a lovely Mazda 3. It's comfortable. It's no squad car, but it's comfortable. It's roomy. It is roomy. You can't get it on in the back, but it's roomy. You, you can get some stuff done in the back seat. If, come if on. you're a junior in high school, this might be uh, nice, okay? So. But I mean, for a guy of your stature, I mean, come on. <laughs> Are you guys ready to do this? Yeah, we're ready. Okay. We thought we were doing it. We're, 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 we're doing it. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show. James Van Ostar. Uh, so we're outside Freddy's, which is a total cop cop restaurant well, right? probably get a discount That's as we sat here I, I mean a police car just pulled up and yeah. I call, didn't i call it at seven o'clock a police car's gonna roll up yeah wham <laughs> so paul loopy uh saturday nights the popo report on the chicago popo report right on wlsam uh that is at eight o'clock seven p seven, seven to nine p.m sorry Forgive me. Every Saturday night. So it's two hours of cop talk, and I think when I first heard this concept, my first thought was, I can't believe that doesn't already exist in Chicago. It's such an obvious thing. People are fascinated by what you do. James, we're trailblazers. You are, well, clearly you're trailblazers. <laughs> yeah. But I, this is a town especially interested in what cops do, what private investigators do, what happens on the street. I'm fascinated by what you guys talk about, and you have real learned perspectives on big current event issues. I mean, if I were to ask you, okay, I'll ask you, uh, marijuana legalization in Illinois, is that a good thing? Good thing. I'm all for it. As a criminal offense, possession of marijuana. Uh, it's a joke. Come on. I think Ridiculous, so. Ridiculous, all right? Not, listen, clearly it could be abused, all right? And we're going to have big problems where everyone's driving around high, all right? Mm -hmm. And the police mechanism has to catch up to that, right? Right, for sure. You could blow all day long. You're not. Gonna, it's not going to blow anything because it's an alcohol meter. Exactly. Right? So now you got to take blood or urine. So there are civil rights things. Oh, there's a hospital going on and nurses and chain of custody on it. It gets very complicated. And and in every other state where it's been legalized, accident rates have jumped. And a direct correlation. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, big thing: unintended consequences. Yes. I mean. But I mean, Watch listen. out for that. Yeah. You can't you can't legislate unintended consequences there, James. So that's the fun part. <laughs> I, I guess this is a fair question to ask of both of you with all your combined experiences. Is Chicago the violent dystopia we see on the news? Sections of it. Yeah. S south and west sides. Yeah. yeah. South and west side. If you listen, where we're sitting right now, you you can walk down the street with hundred dollar bills hanging out of your pocket. Chances are nobody's going to bother you. You go. Is that about residual? a mile and a half east of here? Is this area still under the residual Bridge protection of the Daly family? Well, this is Bridgeport. It, yeah. No, it's just yeah. it's high property value. There's a lot of money in this, this area. The UC's down the street. Yeah. Yeah. Is it still called the UC? No, it's it changed. No, it's uh, <coughs> somebody me. bought them, right? 
Are we talking about the socks? Oh, the yeah. cell. The it's, it's called the yeah, cell. It's called something else. Guaranteed now. rate field. Guaranteed, what a Guaranteed rate. Name. We can okay. call it Comiskey. It's we can a, call it Sox it's a Park. Name. We're calling it Comiskey or the cell. Well, the cell is still tied to a corporation. We got used to the cell, though. That's the whole point. I still call it Comiskey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But now it's guaranteed rate. That's right. But to your point, you get a mile away from here. Well, you go east of the cell and you yeah. have a problem, okay? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because you cross the Dan Ryan now. Mm-hmm. All right, but over here, I mean, there, there's no It's virtually no criminals running around over here. What we see in the news every Monday is a body count. Oh, sure. As, well, for you specifically, Lupe, who you're on the beat, is it scary to do what you do every day? Do you, do you, or do you kind of work through that? I guess, uh, I mean, we're in Rogers Park. No, it's not scary. Um, but there are sections like if you if you roll down Howard Street, right? That's not. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> I grew up in I grew up in Rogers Park, and <laughs> no, I I wouldn't have any problems just walking down the street casually, uh, down Howard Street. Because that area, okay, that area. I'm, like, I'm with you, James. I'm calling like, bullshit on Lopi, okay? <laughs> Howard Street between can be like, pretty dicey some nights, right? Between Clark it's, and Sheridan? It's how you carry yourself, you know? You got That's it. You, yeah. you can't come off as a, you know, as a, you know, someone who's going to be a Folks, victim. if you're in a walker and you've got a lot of gray hair, just stay off Howard Street at night, okay? That's 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 the other Popo guy's advice. If Lopi's in the neighborhood, you're perfectly fine. In fact, I'll, we'll put out a cell phone number tonight. You could call him, and he'll make sure you're okay on Howard Street. Here, look, this is a typical night. You, we're probably sitting on Howard Street, just uh, just passing time, and then we're like, oh, my God, there is a hottie walking down the street. And there's right to, right off right off the red line going eastbound, going going into the uh, you know eastbound and then northbound into where it's supposedly, you know, supposedly dicey, and, and then... Just hipsters and white guys. I'm like, look at this, look at this Wait, white guy. Where are guy. the hipsters in that area? They're all around. They're all around. They're hanging down, man. They're going to the hood. They think they're in the <clears> hood. <throat> that's right there in Rogers Park. They want to go to the hood. We'll show. We'll drop them off. Okay. <laughs> Rents cheap. Yeah, that's why. Yes. Rents cheap. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Can I roll up your window? Do you mind? No. Go ahead. You get noise back there. Get a little noise. We don't want noise. I want to hermetically seal you both in here. Perfect recording. What do people get wrong? I mean, talking about watching the news and seeing the body count. What do people get wrong about the police? Perception-wise, well, I think. Listen, Chicago police have generally been heavy-handed forever, but there was a shift many years ago. And it, when I was growing up, it was a good sort of heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. You get a pop in the back of the head and get your ass home, curfew, etc. Now, the perception, especially and especially in the minority neighborhoods, is police will shoot you. They will kill you for little or no reason. And I think that's a misconception. It, it certainly happens. Mm-hmm. And there's some rogue guys out there. Mostly there's guys who poorly trained, young, for the most part. Well, making poorly trained sounds like an issue there. Oh, like, it's a big issue, right? I mean, we have, we have a police department that's very well paid, all right? Probably top five in the country. But continuing training, education. Hey, what, uh, what would training be? Training beyond... Carrying a firearm, it's understanding like psychology and culture and that kind of stuff too, right? Well, listen, man, so when you're in the street, you got a millisecond to make a decision when things are going bad and when they turn south. And the only thing that saves you from doing something horribly wrong is training. Mm-hmm. Ingrained training and more training. Because if you're not trained, you might, you're having a bad day, you respond poorly. Yeah. And, and, and 
the minority community's got a they got a valid complaint. I've worked hundreds of these cases of excessive force, shooting, killing them, and they know if you get killed, nothing's going to happen to you. Jason Van Dyke was only reason Jason Van Dyke ever gets indicted, convicted, is because of a videotape. No videotape, he don't ever get arrested in this town or any other major town. Luke, I mean, you disagree? I, I mean, agree. I mean, I, I, funny thing is, I didn't even hear about the case until a year later. And I'm and I, police officer. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't even hear about the case. And that's my, about training? That's a teaching moment, right? Yeah, for sure. That, you drag everyone in and go, hey, 16 shots is unacceptable unless 16 are coming back at you guys, okay? Because, let's face it. Uh, police are often outgunned, man. You got guys running around here with AK 47s. Yeah. AK 47 go through that van that, that's 500 feet down the street and hit us and kill us. Now, the police that's... don't carry AK 40. They carry a little 9 Wait, are, you, are you exaggerating? No. that AK, You shoot that AK 47 and it goes through the front window, back window, it'll hit us. That's some serious distance. It's oh, some yeah. serious firepower. It'll, it'll go okay? through your body armor. It'll... Gangsters got firepower. <clears throat> yeah. All right? The police generally don't have that kind of firepower. For SWAT sure. does. And, it's a special weapon guys, and, and maybe a sergeant might have an AK or an AR in his car. Right? I ride around with a partner who's got a who's got an uh, automatic uh, in AR fifteen, so but, which is kind of good. He's a sharp. And shooter. it's you know <laughs> if you have sixteen shots coming at you, great return fire. You know make them walk through a wall of bullets to get at you. The problem right. is, Loopy said he doesn't hear about it for a year. You can I've, I've been retraining everybody. If I'm the superintendent, or, <clears> hey, <throat> listen, we cannot ever have this happen again i mean let me we were that close to bad riots oh yeah all kinds of problems and everyone was kind of bracing for impact on that one well, sure sure tell me a good story of police work something that you did as an investigator or a cop or that you you've experienced something that made you walk away thinking oh shit this is why why i'm doing what i do a moment with the community just to they happen every day. I mean, I, I ran the child homicide and mass molestation here for the state of Illinois. Most socially impactful job I ever had because what sure. did I do? I ripped kids out of situations that they might get killed yeah. in, right? So every day I would come into a situation where I'd have to tell mom and dad or mom generally, I'm taking your kids away because you're incapable of taking care of them or you're not and you're trying to kill them. And that was very important for the children, for kids who can't right. protect themselves, right? Because no one else is going to do it. <clears throat> that takes a pretty tough disposition, too, on, on your end. Yeah, I mean, you get used to it, man. I used to take six imagine. and seven of them at a time. I'd be having them all rolling around the bottom of the car. Cause, I can't imagine. Oh, yeah. This, <laughs> I mean, you, and you could see some scenes. You tell mama you're taking their kids, and she figures out, wait a minute, I don't get no check if the kids are gone. <laughs> you got a fight on your hands <clears throat> now, right? Mm-hmm. At, at schizophrenic. I had a woman who was schizophrenic one time was uh, trying to throw a kid down a, a concrete stairwell. An infant right out of the hospital, right? I got the infant. She's beating the hell out of me, punching me in the face, kicking me. Mm-hmm. I got two police officers with me. They had just went to some self-defense seminar. Uh-huh. They're trying all these exotic moves on her, and I'm like, guys, she's kicking my ass. You want to get her off me? <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, she was kicking my ass. I had the baby. I'm trying to protect yeah. the baby, right? And and these guys are messing around with her. Finally, you know, they decked her and off she went to jail. But it's dangerous. And these things yeah. turn in a second. In oh, a second sure. they turn on you. Oh, for sure. Uh, how about you? I don't think there's one specific instance. Every day you get a chance to be impactful, make a difference. Anything small, whether it's uh, going to a call of uh, domestic disturbance, uh, 
getting a, getting a spouse, getting um, whether it's male or female, getting him out of the situation, uh, listening, um, you know, uh, getting uh, getting getting them the uh, the uh, necessary help that they that they need, getting him out of the situation and getting the um, <clears throat> offender in, in in jail. Yeah, I want to speak up for Loopy for a minute because <clears throat> Loopy is the typical police officer you never hear about, right? He doesn't get in trouble. He's not taking money. He's not, you know, he, he's not beating up gangsters. He's not shooting people. But what Loopy does is de-escalate a situations every day almost out there, which is important because it's easy to escalate a situation. Sure, sure. Right? The minute you drop an MF on somebody, you get in their face, spit on them a little bit. And Loopy is a master of de-escalating these things. Nobody's going to jail. Nobody's getting beat up. Nobody's getting arrested. And these are the kind of things you never hear about. They never make right. the newspapers or TV. But they're critical in society. And, and Loopy's that kind of police officer that, you know, people have a feeling right away, this guy's not here to hurt me. He's not here to arrest me. He's not here to ruin my life. And, and Loopy, I know, will give everyone... All the breaks in the world until he can't. Thanks. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> the funny thing is, we, we have a lot of uh, police power. You know, you, you, we have a lot of uh, discretionary discretionary power. power. And uh, you know, let's just let's see where this takes us. Mm -hmm. If you need to get, if you need to be arrested, you'll be arrested. But if you don't, you won't. Okay, a measured approach, and uh, let's just see where the where the cards uh, uh, fall. See, and he does have that that demeanor. Like, I, I kind of want to tell him where the bodies are buried. I feel very at ease around him. <laughs> He'd be a great detective. He absolutely would. Be because he's smart. He's calm, right? Because there's psychology to this. He's there's... mature, all right? He's not a lunatic out there with a badge and a gun showing how tough he is every mm -hmm. night. And, Lu and Lupe's tough, right? But he, he doesn't ha he's mature enough and bright enough to know that that doesn't work. Right. What works is a little humor, a little humanity, right? right? That's what works. The, what you, what happens in the bad neighborhoods in this town especially is you're not allowed, if you portray them loopy tight tendencies, you're going to get your ass kicked. It's very different on the right? south side I, and I west mean, side. Yeah. You get over on the west side and south side, it looks like Fallujah yep. or somewhere in Afghanistan because these guys are getting shot at every night. The, the gangbangers, man, are absolutely at war with the police. They want to do what they want to do, and the police are the only thing keeping the lid on. Yeah, there no, isn't no. there isn't a lot of time to uh, you know have a discussion with uh, right community. with gangsters. <laughs> you know you can't you can't take the time to uh, really find out what's going on because you're going you're jumping from job to job to job to job. There's no time. You're backed up from the minute you leave roll call. You have like you're stacked ten jobs, domestics, disturbances, uh, you name it. It's on it's on your list, and you have to hit every job. So and. On the north side, where I work, it's not like that. Right. It's a very different approach. I, I do want to back up. I, I didn't give you a formal introduction. Uh, Paul Cialino, Chicago Magazine, once called you a Rolex-flashing, headline-grabbing, all-around pain in the backside to the cops <laughs> to the cops and prosecutors like whose, whose cases you've deflated. And there's something about you not that, much is, has changed. that is so Chicago. I expect to have, or I expect to see, like, jardinera in your veins instead of blood. You seem very... <laughs> There's maybe, a little bit of that. Yes. Maybe, maybe, yes. maybe an au jus. A little jardinier. Yeah. <laughs> a little jardinier. And now, Lupe, you've been on the uh, force for five years? No, it's going on nine years. Nine years. Forgive me. Uh, and you also ran for public office. Yes, I did. I ran for Cook County Commissioner. So I, I find that very interesting because <clears throat> I do think that public service 
requires a different kind of wiring. People who do that, who want to better the, the community, are wired differently from your typical civilian. And so not only are you a cop, but you also wanted to hold an office. Every day, striving to be more impactful. You know, whether it's on the street, walking a beat, or, uh, you know, creating legislation mm-hmm. that will help someone, help the community. In hearing you guys talk about your experiences, your experiences with kids or, you know, you breaking up a domestic situation, it does reinforce the fact that whenever you go somewhere, you don't know what's going to happen. It's that that oh. unknown. Like there, You never know what's on the other side of that door and what just no. happened over there, man, or what some dude just did, and you're showing up. You have no idea what, what's going to greet you. Now, as hair-raising and as frightening as that sounds, is there also a thrill to that? No, there's no thrill. After you do it for a while, there's no more thrill. You just want to go home mm-hmm. and without the least amount of drama as possible. Uh, Paul, I want to ask you, as an investigator, and you've done worked on so many different cases, is your mind always kind of, are you, are you always kind of like parsing details? Are you, I'm looking at a street corner, I see a street sign, I see red lights, I see a restaurant. Are you looking around like cataloging? Well, I'm like, you know, I, first thing I'd look at is where, where's a trouble spot for me? What can I see coming, okay? Is there a blind corner? Who's hanging out there? Who's, who's looking at us? Who's watching us? I mean, what's the traffic light over here? Is the neighborhood up for grabs tonight? Is there something going on? I mean, you're always looking mm-hmm. because you want to go home, right? And you want to be safe. When you see people walking down the street, do you kind of... First thing you do, what do you do when you see someone? You, you look at their face. Do I know this person? First thing I do is I look at people's hands. No one's ever gotten shot with, right. with the foot, okay? <laughs> all right? If you get shot, it's going to be in their hand, all right? Always look at people's hands. Where are they? What are they doing with them? How are they acting? How are they walking? Are yeah. they acting nervous? Are they acting like they're getting ready to do something? Yeah. I mean, before somebody jumps on you or robs you, it, it, they're going to telegraph it. That makes if sense. you know what to look for, you're ready for it. Situational awareness, yeah. you got a gun sticking in your face, and you're going to be doing exactly what that dude tells you to do. Yeah. Same, similar question to what I already asked Lupe. Uh, public service, you know, you, you started back in 81? I was right? in the Army for seven years, almost. Uh, 1974 on to 81. But then I come out in 1981 and I... Uh, in, in one of your books, you talked about the core tenets of justice, morality, and freedom. That seems like a good enough probably, guide. probably stole it from some... Well, you stole it from the right place because that... That's right. It resonated with me. And it, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's it, isn't it? Well, yeah. Listen... I've always hated bullies. The worst ass beatings I've ever gotten in my life was interfering. I didn't mind my own business. Somebody mm-hmm. was getting picked on. Somebody was getting gangstered or messed with, and I stepped in. Yeah. And so I've, and the government is the ultimate bully, right? When they decide they don't like you, look out. And a <laughs> lot of times, they decide they don't like the wrong guy or girl. And when the government comes after you, they're coming after you with everything, man. Right. Money, people, science. The whole mm-hmm. deal. And I love beating their ass when they're wrong. But I'm going to tell you, I'm their best friend when they're right because we tell we get clients to become reasonable. You know, I get a guy that calls me up, uh, I'm charged with this murder, I didn't do it, I, I swear to God, on my mama's grave, bah, 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 and, you know, you do about two days of investigation, go, no, you did do it. We know you <laughs> did it. And so let's get real now because yeah. you don't have enough money to mess around, and these guys want to give you life. Let's see if we can get you some light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. might be an 18, 19, 20-year-old kid. Uh, we know, right? I mean, we just know factually 
that when people grow up and they get older, they're less likely to commit homicides, right? So, okay. and how do, we, how do we know that, Paul? Get your pound. We, we know it from studies. Because their insurance like, goes down at 25. Well, sure. And <laughs> and so if you're 35 or 45, you're far less likely to do yeah. something like that. So the government would like to put, a, throw less you in a hole to society. and forget about you. And, and with the, listen, kid, you, you can be out by the time you're 35 if you act right. Yeah. right? And so you got some life back, and maybe you get redeemed later on, right? But, right. But that—that's my job. We got to have. You got to be real, man. I mean, if you did right. it, you're going to get punished. We can't. We don't do miracles. I, I want to do a quick reset, as they say in radio. Uh, these gentlemen are the Chicago Popo Report, Saturday nights, seven to nine p.m. on WLS AM eight ninety. Uh, also podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music. Stitcher, etc. If you we're want all that shit, yeah, yeah dude, really, yeah. I got your back. I just thought yeah. we were on WLSAM.com. No, no, <laughs> you can actually on your phone listen to the Popo Report. It's time shifted entertainment. People right. are so brain dead, man. We, I try, I explain this ten times a day to people. Hey, hey no, to do this, right? yeah, oh, okay. Just put it Give on me your phone. phone. Yeah, I'll do it for you. <laughs> uh, this is Carcon Carney, presented by the Autobarn Mazda of Evanston, 1015 Chicago Avenue. Steve Lapino is watching the Facebook Live. He says, my guy, Paul, the best. Thanks, Steve. Lupe is also the best as well. Uh, Kevin Kellum says, quote, no one's ever gotten shot with a foot. Really interesting conversation. That's, I guess that's the takeaway. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Kevin didn't like the comment. No, I think he did. Okay. I think he, he appreciated that. And right. That makes makes a point. I, I, you sit in a restaurant, you look at people's hands when they walk in. I mean, that's just what you do. That's what you do. That's what I do. I, I don't do that. Yeah, I sit in church, I look at people's hands, okay? That, that's what because I'm saying. It's like, just a habit. It's ingrained habit. I, I'm just blindly looking ahead of me. I mean, I'm not really paying right. attention, but you're you're looking at all sorts of variables and factors. And and if you live in the inner city, almost everybody lives like that. Let's talk about crime and punishment. Rod Blagojevich is in jail forever, so it seems. Yeah, he's out in a few years. Ten years or so he's be out. Compared to the sentences some criminals get, was that extreme? He got punished because he didn't play ball. It, every, listen, everybody knew Rod was guilty of a lot of stuff. If Rod goes in there and pleads guilty, he gets two, three years. He's done. Mm-hmm. All right, but he made the gov- he made the ultimate sin. I'm going to put the government through a trial. I'm going to make them prove it, and then he gets gets lucky and gets a hung jury. So what happens? They got to do it again. So right. now they're really pissed. So, and, <laughs> and Rod had a judge who doesn't. Uh, I think it was Judge Zagel, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it was Zagel. Z- Zagel is a hammer. Ha- he's going to hammer you if you're found guilty in this courtroom. Right. So Rod's whining because he got more time than most of the other governors got and politicians get. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, we live in a state where you say most of the other governors. Well, like just That's just what happens. Governor Ryan Unkovitz went to jail because of his uh, activities on the death penalty. They mm. went after him hard. Interesting. And, and they hated him. Prosecutors hated him. They hated him. And, Interesting. And... Well, he wasn't him. completely innocent either. No, no, he he's classic politician, yeah. right? Huh? But I mean, he was a pretty good and on. I mean, he wasn't personally enriching himself. He's the guy, you know. He might go to the casino and they gave him chips, right? Um, maybe he didn't pay for his dry cleaning, right? Because he was the governor, right? But uh, I like George. George was a man of uh, high moral standards. He was the only governor. A conservative Republican who looked at this death penalty and said, man, this thing is horribly broken. i got to do something. It's on me to do something. The easy thing would be to do what the rest of them did. Well, I'm messing with that stuff. Forget mm-hmm. about it, okay? I don't want anybody mad at me. God forbid if prosecutor says I'm, a, I'm soft on crime. Ryan, Ryan looked at it like, what if my kid got accused of this wrongfully? What would I do? 
So Ryan did all the right things, especially in the end. And I, uh, the, the most redeemed politician I've ever met. Interesting. We talked about the South Side, the West Side, gangbangers. From your experience, <clears throat> which is a little longer than Lupe's, not saying you're older, but you're a little older. Yeah, uh, kids Lupe's age, okay? Yeah, I'm a lot older. <laughs> are things worse than they were when you started as far as gang activity Oh, it's goes? far more violent. It's far more violent. Is, um, is the quantity of activity? It Listen, it, it, the violence is driven by drugs, specifically heroin, cocaine, and to an extent marijuana, right? Mm-hmm. They think by legalizing it, they're going to put these guys out of business. They're crazy because they're going to be selling it a lot cheaper than they're selling it in storefronts, like mm-hmm. a third cheaper. So There's, they're yeah. not putting anybody out of business, but they are going to get a big tax bite, right? Mm-hmm. Let, 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 listen, they're not doing it for social reasons. They're doing it for money. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not going to put the drug guys out of business. And the drug guys are going to do what drug guys do. They're going to kill each other and fight over territory. And none of that's going to stop because... We don't have the, nobody in this town has political willpower to stop it. Because what would you have to do to stop it? You'd have to turn the south and west side into a police state. You'd have three, four policemen on every block. If there was drug activity, you shut it down, which means violation of a whole bunch of civil rights, you know, and everyone's going to be screaming about it. But until you do that, it's going to continue on. Police can't get in bed in every house, right? Can't stand on every corner because we can't afford it. Well, isn't there also an argument to be made that better schools, better social programs. Well, that comes with better neighborhoods, right? And and people insisting upon it. But you have a generational issue going on now. I mean, you got three, four generations of gangbangers and drug dealers. Uh, right. It's, it's just part of the They're not leaving. The script. No, yeah. they're not going anywhere. And just the easy the accessibility to uh, illegal guns. I mean, it's that's just makes it a lot more dangerous. The guns are, I mean, they get they're going to get gun, gangsters are going to get guns. They're going to get them. But now it's a whole lot easier to get guns. That's I, my I don't argument. know that it's easier. Uh, I think it is. I, I think it's for, well, I'll tell you, you for instance, we, when I was growing up there was so many guns and there were so many gangs in my neighborhood. Right. I mean, I couldn't I I had to play ball with, you know, gangbangers, you know, sure. <laughs> uh, baseball, basketball, you name it. But no one had guns. They did their thing. No one had guns. But they had now, access to guns. I mean, they, you, uh, we, could, we could drive six blocks and buy a gun. Guarantee it before the end of the night. A nice gun. Be- because they're just out. There's 350 million guns in this country. They're not going anywhere. That's But that's it's gotten, yeah, my, my, I'm just saying this. It's gotten a whole saying. lot easier. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's so much more acceptable to just, you know. I, I'm not sure the level of violence is dropped because if we go back 25 years, we were having 500, 600, 1,000 people killed every year. Yeah. Okay. What did we have last year? Loop 700? Roughly, yeah. Around 700. We're, we're, we're probably on track to hit that this year. We'll it's see the end of the summer. Here's the, the real fact. If it was 700 white people, the 82nd Airborne would be standing right on this corner with a tank. You're not, you're not lying. Oh, no, I'm not lying. Yeah. And, everybody, and that's the, the reality of the situation in this town. And and so Chicago has this horrible reputation. Well, in certain neighborhoods, it's, it's deserved. But look where we're at right now. The Chicago Popo <laughs> Report is on Saturday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, unfiltered, it is you guys telling it like it is. You we're pretty are, much unfiltered, right? Completely unfiltered. There, there's no. We don't. The only plan difference any, between what, we, def, we guarantee. <coughs> excuse me. We don't plan anything. We no. just show up, right? The only difference <laughs> between what you hear on WLS and the podcast and what you hear now is you get profanity on this. Yes. Which is like a, it's like a bonus feature. It's like a DVD extra. And we're being nice tonight. Okay? You are being yeah. nice. Yeah. To respect to you, I watch yeah. it. Yeah. Nobody cusses a lot on your podcast. Uh, no, and I tell people. I have people ask, "Can I swear?" You can, but I think people. 
are really obvious when they force profanity. It, it sounds really awkward when people are not naturally using it. Right. But if it's if it's just part of who you are, it's part of your makeup. You know, fuck shit, cock. That's fine. Yes. I I was under the impression that you're gonna be, you were gonna be driving around when we were, we were doing. This. Oh, I would kill us if I were driving around. <laughs> really? You see this clamp. Maybe not. There's not a lot of traffic down here. We could probably be okay. Go but, on, go on Lakeshore Drive and let's talk. Let's go under the hood, man. We'll go down to the hood and see. Yeah. Let's go down to Inglewood. Let's go to uh, microphones. See how long they last in the car, okay? <laughs> go down the alley. We'll have you guys do a ride along with me. We'll all be in jail by the end of the night, okay? It will not turn out well, I thought well, this was right? going to be a little more dangerous than it is right now. Uh, sitting, at, sitting at a corner in front of, Dude, in front you, of Freddy's. You, you, you face danger every day. I want to make this easy for you. I, I will say Paul was imperiled early before we even started recording. Uh, he and I split the breaded steak sandwich. Uh, I think half of it ended up on your sweatshirt. Uh, a good, good quarter of it. My you know, dry cleaner won't be shocked, but I'm pissed because... It, this is fresh, guys. This is fresh right out of the dry cleaner. You smell amazing. I wrecked it. I wrecked it with the... But the red sauce does smell good. It, uh, this place is... I mean, this is This, this is, is Freddy's on I had a great meatball. Union. I had a great meatball. That's right. They, they're they're good with the, uh, the breaded steak sandwich. Highly recommend it. Maybe the best in the yeah, city. Lupe is, is a very fit, uh, yeah. almost like Hollywood handsome kind of guy. Yeah, he is Hollywood handsome. Look at him. And, you know, we're <laughs> walking in there, you know, we're wearing our hoodies so that, you know, you can kind of cover up your tummy a little bit. Give me the steak sandwich. And he's he's looking for the healthiest thing on the menu. I honestly said when I walked in, who the fuck picked this dump? I was like, shit. I, I, I think that is exactly what you said. <laughs> we'll be like looking for the salad bar, okay? There's something, some beets and like raw with, onion. With kale, it's a superfood. Like, kale. <laughs> yeah. you, you know what uh, kale's good for? You know, garlic. Uh, garlic uh, olive oil's good. With where's kale, the Osobuco and quinoa? I mean, come on. Yeah, right, right, yes. <laughs> no yoga studios down here, Next bro, time okay? we do this. <laughs> yeah. uh, fan of yoga pants. Next time we do this, uh, we should do the Whole Foods Cafe. So you can get like a quinoa bowl, something with some proteins in it. Whole Food Cafe. Oh, yeah. Whole Foods. It's a grocery store. It's yeah. an overpriced yuppie store, okay? Prices have gone down a little bit since the Amazon. The Amazon it's not that much, okay? Every time I go in there, it's 100 bucks, and you walk out of there with one bag. It's not called Whole Paycheck anymore. It's That's called right. True. Half a Paycheck. Right. Uh, I just, uh, for the first time in my life, I just discovered Aldi. And... I grew up on Aldi. My mom. My, I mean, I was. <laughs> Aldi's the best. Are you kidding me? It's like entering a parallel universe. You go through that cereal aisle, and you see the cereal boxes, which look kind of familiar, but they're different. It's fruit rounds, not fruit loops, and right. honey crunch and oat instead of honey bunches of oats. It, it's like everything's kind of the same, but a little bit off. It's like you went through a wormhole and ended up in a bizarro world grocery store it's kind of that said i save a ton of money going there great way to get around trademark infringement exactly i mean it's all the same it's just how you package it i, I got a carton of eggs there for 88 cents <laughs> i don't want to know what the chickens are eating that are laying those eggs i'm just i'm fry it up it doesn't yeah matter, blissfully right? unaware yeah yes. exactly put it on some toast i mean all these part of trader joe's are you kidding me? that's right they're different arms of the same Exa company yeah, exactly and i do so. like trader joe's I never, I never knew that my mom was so trendy. Always oh, just got a nice bottle day. of wine for eight bucks, I think. It's not bad. Right? See, there you yeah. go. All right. Paul, Lupe, Saturday nights, the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Yeah. Uh, it's a fantastic show. And like I said, I can't believe this didn't exist before you did it because I find cop talk. And the stuff you do that you probably roll your eyes about, talking about it, I find endlessly fascinating. We like the southern stuff. We like our friends in the south because we like guys throwing alligators through drive-in windows and that sort of thing. Oh, that's, that's our trade, okay? The, the weird 
oh, crime yeah. stories. Yeah, goofy, I love that. The crazy crime stuff. Because you usually come out with like the big, big stories, and then you kind of devolve into people doing really stupid shit. We devolve into anarchy, yeah. That, yeah. That's because yeah. most criminals are stupid shits. That's what they do, okay? <laughs> yeah. That's why they're criminals. Because, listen, it, it, you, you could work. It's a lot of hard work being a criminal sometimes, right? Well, sure. But, but the stakes are so high. And I've never met a criminal who retired rich. Not one. Not to, to this day. Not one. Even the sophisticated, high-end criminals yeah. almost always wind up in jail in the It's end hard work with being nothing. stupid. And they give it all the lawyers and back to the government. Well, and technology, you said it, like, eventually, yeah. so, you know, something's going to trip you up. If you're a Nigerian living in Nigeria with a good computer programming degree, you could probably make a lot of money still. And no one's going to come get you. Mm-hmm. Or in the Ukraine or somewhere in right. Eastern Europe, right? But if you're in this country... They're going to get you eventually. If you're in this country, there was a camera on you at some point. That's right. There's a task force looking for you. Uh Uh-huh. DEA or, you know, defense or whoever. I I told you about that American Kingpin book, like how they found this dude who created the the Silk Road on the uh, dark web. Yes. The Amazon for drugs. I I actually bought that book. Did you? Okay. I haven't read it yet, though. I I think you're going to love it. You'll read it in one night. Um, But it's all technology. Right. You leave breadcrumbs. Well, we've, mm-hmm. had, we've had some guys who wiped out banks, man, hit them for fifteen, twenty million, on, on a, never doing nothing but a keystroke. You're right. That, that's crazy. the way to make gangsters. Mm-hmm. Go to school, get that computer degree. Okay, that's what you got to do because it's all gone and rob the bank yeah. and currency exchange not working out for it's you. Too dangerous. Selling drugs. Come on. Bad move. Guys, thank you for doing this. Thanks, James. Carcoon Carney. Right. We're gonna shake hands. And look at, thank you, right. James. Uh, this is brought to you by the Audubon Mazda of Evanston. Please, if you like this, tell a friend. Listen to them on WSAM 890 every freaking Saturday night and on every place you can get podcasts. Thanks.